Welcome to Cybersecurity Insights and Perspectives. I'm your host, Kevin Green. Today, we have industry experts with the insights and perspectives on the latest cybersecurity news that impacts your agency and organization. Today, we have David Molner, computer science researcher at Microsoft. Good day, David. How are you doing? I'm so happy to be here with you today. That's great. It's been a minute. I know you and I have been discussing trying to get you on the podcast, and I'm glad, glad to have you on. Well, I think you're doing some fantastic work, and I'm just really happy to see you to talk with you about software security. Thank you, sir. So almost over a year ago, uh, you were very instrumental in launching the Microsoft Security Risk Detection Tool, formerly known as the Project Springfield. What are some new capabilities that have been added to the tool? Can you tell our listeners a little bit about the tool? Absolutely. We bring the best practices uh, and new technology from Microsoft that we use for securing our own software. We bring those best practices and cloud scale to our customers. Part of this is a technology called fuzzing. So as you know, fuzzing is the practice of taking your software, throwing unexpected inputs at it, watching what happens, and seeing if it crashed in a way that indicates a security vulnerability. When we launched, we began with bringing the research that we had spent a decade perfecting on adding artificial intelligence for doing the same thing you or I would do if we were looking for a bug in a binary, uh, bringing that out to our customers. And that began with a project almost a decade ago called Sage, which found a third of the fuzzing bugs in Windows 7. Since then, what we've done is we broadened it from just a focus on purely Windows applications, we now have Linux testing as well. And our testing allows you to spin up a whole lab in Azure, get all these machines working for you on demand whenever you want, going after any piece of software you want, and then telling you where those issues are and then giving you test cases. So the Linux thing is something we've been very excited about. We just added the AFL fuzzer to our portfolio where we now have not just our Sage work on Windows, but we also have a whole set of different fuzzers, different techniques, all playing into the same pipeline. And we are now really excited looking forward to figure out how this works with customers in the DevOps world where we can continuously fuzz things for the customer and have it fit seamlessly into their workflow. So those are the, some of the new things, the Linux, is there now, and the DevOps is something we're working on and really getting some good customer feedback from. David, that's great news. What are some specific classes of security bugs that the Microsoft Security Risk Detection Tool is really good at? And the second part is, what's the ideal scenario for using this tool? Today, we focus on memory corruption bugs, buffer overflows, use after free, things that could let an attacker take over your computer. Fuzzing is really good at finding corner cases, unexpected behavior of your application. We pair that fuzzing with knowledge we've gained at Microsoft and how to look at a crash and say, is it a serious security vulnerability or not? So the ideal scenario is someone who is trying to understand as part of the development process, you know, do I have the right thing? Does it have a security bug? And if I do, how do I take action over that? 
one thing we like about the fuzzing scenario and about our, our work is we don't actually need the source code. So the customer doesn't need to share their source code with the cloud. We even work on third-party binaries or pre-compiled open source. So if you're a, a customer who has a whole bunch of different components, some of them from third parties, you want to know if they're any good or not, our tool can help you do that. And with the work we're doing on DevOps, we will get it to the point where you can actually fuzz on every release, every build. So that way, your devs can self-service the kind of security testing that previously needed a full red team to do. Can't do everything the red team will do, but can make sure there's that basic level of cleanliness before you bring in the big guns. Exactly. You got to you gotta figure out some ways to formalize software assurance. Have you had much success using this tool or or transition this tool in the federal government? We've seen great interest from the federal government. We are excited to bring this technology to the federal sector. I actually have meetings set up with some federal agencies later this week. Today, we are in the public Azure cloud, and we do understand some customers want an on-premise option. That's why Microsoft offers the Azure Stack. Azure Stack is a way to get the same goodness, the same API as Azure, but an on-premise option. And we are exploring that option uh, in discussion with some customers worldwide, where we're built using the Azure API for scale, and then that would allow us to move more seamlessly to the Azure Stack. We don't have it in deployment today, but it's definitely something that we hear about from federals. And the other place, of course, is the Azure Government Cloud, where we have a whole cloud, as you know, that uh, is certified for government use, and that's another place where we are discussing whether to take it. Neither of those is live today, but it's something that the use of Azure allows to more quickly move to in order to serve the needs of federal customers. What's the best way for customers or listeners who are tuning into this podcast to get connected and get access to, to this tool? If you have a Microsoft account representative, talk to them and they can hook you up with a trial. We're offering trials to people. And as I mentioned, we're in the Azure Public Cloud, but we can help you do a trial in open source software, a third-party code you might have, so you can see the goodness of the tool before we explore an Azure Stack or an Azure Federal option. We also have an email, fuzzing at Microsoft.com. So fuzzing at Microsoft.com reaches the team, and we will then follow up to help you loop in the right Microsoft account representative and get you a trial. So we want to make sure everyone has a chance to experience the power of on-demand security testing on your schedule when you need it with the best technology and research that Microsoft has. David, I want to shift gears for a second. I was inspired by the video presentation you did on what security can learn from AI. What inspired me most about the presentation was talking about codifying your intuitions. And I went on to do an article on dark reading about codifying your intuitions into the secure DevOps process. I want to know from you, what can security actually learn from AI? Security can learn from AI how to take our intuitions and put them into code that then we can use to make ourselves more secure. I'll give you an example. We recently led some research on using artificial intelligence, using deep learning to improve the fuzzer American fuzzy law or AFL. AFL is open source. It's extremely effective. 
It's been used by a number of organizations. One of the pieces of AFL is a random choice of what part of your test case to fuzz next. So today, it's random. It's very effective. However, our intuition is, as human beings, that some parts of a test case might be more important than others. Some parts of the test case might be a header that tells the application how many bytes to allocate. Some parts of the test case might just be filler. How do we know? Well, our research, led by William Bloom on the team, was able to use AI to codify that intuition and say, yes, some bytes, some parts are more important than others. And if you focus your effort on those parts that are more important, you find vulnerabilities faster. Not only do you find them faster, you'll find things that you weren't able to find before. So we have a paper on the archive and a full blog post that everyone can read about how we codify the intuition, we turn it into a specific actionable piece of code using deep learning, and we found things with this exalted AFL that you don't find with the regular AFL. And we're working to put that into Microsoft Security Risk Detection now. That's great because the angle I focused on was more so from the threat modeling perspective. And how, how do we take what we've learned in terms of building software, breaking software, fixing software, apply it to the security engineering design phase so we can understand what's the best way to design security controls, but also it gives the developers an understanding of the consequences of their coding practices, as well as refactoring. It gives developers a good opportunity to understand how to implement design into code correctly. Hey, David, I think we're about wrapping up here, but before I let you go, I wanna ask you a question. Or I, wanna, I want you to complete this sentence for me. In the next five years, we will have learned blank from AI. In the next five years, we will learn how to codify and scale our intuition from AI. Just as you said around codifying our intuitions and our manual processes around how to build better code, we will have learned as a security community how to figure out the scaling factor. So today, as you know, there's over a million unfilled positions in security. We cannot scale by throwing bodies at the problem. We need a way to help every developer, every person understand and live the security mindset without making all of them into fully trained security experts. AI is fantastic at those cases where there's a fairly benevolent environment, but we need to help people be better people. And that's where I think that this AI is really going to help with security. And I, that's why I think software security and AI are a natural fit together. Thank you. I agree. And, uh, and I, was, I was vastly inspired and motivated to do uh, more around the area, especially as it relates to secure DevOps. And hopefully we can partner together and really educate and bring more awareness around uh, the benefits of using AI in software security. Hey, David, it's been great. I appreciate your time and thanks a lot. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And I deeply appreciate the opportunity to be here. Thank you, sir. Well, I think we have to wrap it up here. I want to thank our guest today, David Moner. We also want to thank our listeners who tuned to Cybersecurity Insights and Perspectives with your host, Kevin Green. Until next time, peace.